Hello and welcome. My name is Cleena Foley and this is Off the Bench, a podcast about women in sport which we hope will educate and entertain people of all ages and genders. Tonight we're very excited because we're talking football or soccer as some people call it in this country. Uh, we're on the cusp of the Women's World Cup in France. 24 teams, four weeks of football, 52 games and then one game for glory. And so we're delighted to be joined tonight by two people who know way more about football than I do. Mm-hmm. On my left is Rihanna Jarrett <laughs> and next to her is Ruth Fahey. Welcome to Off the Bench. Thanks, Cleena. Rihanna is an Irish international, uh, Wexford youth star, striker, and amazingly, a Women's National League Player of the Year last year after coming back from your third cruciate. <laughs> How amazing was it to win that? Exactly, exactly. (laughs) No, yeah, it crowned off a great season for me. Um, Obviously, started the season with Wexford Dutes, which was the first time in a long time. Was back in the international setup in the summer in June for the doubleheader against Norway. Um, Wexford Dutes, we won the Shield, the the league, which made me qualify for the Champions League, and then we finished it off winning the the FAI Cup in the Aviva, and then the following week, then I was named um, Player of the Year, which was was great what for a me. Season. Yeah, nice after, year. Really good <laughs> year. After everything you've been through, yeah. yeah. And how do you mentally come back on the third cruciate? Like, I know people who've done two. I've I've had both. I've done two, but not not surgeries. But how do you how did you get keep it together um i don't know to be honest because i remember um after i done my first one i was back playing i was delighted i went to america for a couple of months and one of my friends out there done hers for the second time and we were chatting and i was like i don't think i'd be able to come back from it again if i'd done it for the second time and then i came home and a couple of months later done it for the second time um, same leg um the same so i done two on my right first and then one on my left that, that's often yeah. the trend yeah. on. and then the third um, one as well. and then the April 2016 um, was away with the Irish team um, kind of struggled with that one a little bit at the start I didn't know whether I wanted to come back and play properly or whether I wanted to play at all of course. Um, but then in the October um, I got a new physio or a new strength and conditioning coach and we just sat down and had a big chat and put everything on the table and after that I was like no I like first of all I just wanted to come back and to be able to go out on the street with my brothers my friends and play yeah. and then when I started doing the rehab I was like watching the girls play week in week out I was like no definitely definitely want but to get back but you know what it in. was really like because I joined youths for one season from 2015-2016 so you did your ACL when just was it midway through that season uh, yeah, was, yeah yeah, and I always saw like you were so good at come, you were there at every single session <laughs> like every single session and even when you're at the stage where you couldn't you could barely run, you were doing your own thing, um, you know, you're off with the physio, off with the coach, like by yourself. But that, I just thought, like, I was just like, wow, like, because I knew when you kept coming that you would make it back again. Yeah. Whereas I found, like, I did my ACL three years ago now, this week, actually, and I I wasn't, because I, I couldn't make it back to the end of the season, so I didn't join in with the team. You've and, like, you just lose touch. Yeah, lonely rehab. Yeah. And it's a terribly lonely yeah, rehab. Yeah, you lose touch, yeah. like, you lose motivation and you just lose, like, complete confidence in yourself as well. Like, whereas of course. you were there and it's just when you committed to that, then it paid off for that season you came back. And did you make that concerted thing that I'm going to go or, or did you just naturally drift back or did you... It was just, like, because when I was training, I was always there. Um, right. I mean, to be fair to me, Rexy Dudes was 10 minutes from my house. Yes. So it wasn't as if I was, <laughs> was travelling far. Um, yeah, but yeah. we are so close down there, I felt like if I didn't go, I wouldn't see the girls. So I wouldn't yeah. be seeing my friends week in, week out. And for me, I was just like, I, I don't want to do that. And then, obviously, it happened that there was a couple of us at the same time as well that yeah, had yeah, done our ACL. So yeah. um, that, that, that kind of helped. And especially Adele Kennedy, because she wouldn't let you not do anything. Right, if yeah. you weren't doing it, she'd be like, what are you doing? Why aren't you doing this? 
Um, so after the third one, me and her came back. I came back the week before her. Right. Um, yeah. So it was so just that, around, that was a just nice around Yeah. Um, and Ruth, obviously, you've won a treble. You won a treble, I think, Irish treble, didn't you, with, with one and only? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah. you're a regular contributor, not only to this show, but also you, you contribute um, and you've had a column an Irish, a column on Irish women's football, which is very unusual. She had uh, Ruth had a column on the Irish Women's National League, which was brilliant, and educated me for a few years when you were oh, doing good. it. Glad so, someone um, read it. <laughs> you have a, you, as a tra- you're still a trainee solicitor, but you have a very exciting job coming up that relates to the World Cup. Yeah, I do. Um, kind of came as a surprise, but I'm obviously delighted. First of all, I was so happy to hear that TJ Gahar and RT were hosting the whole tournament, showing every single game, which is Amazing. a huge movement in itself. Um, so I'll be doing. Some, some of, not all of, the co-commentary throughout the tournament. So I think about 10 to 12 games in total. And as part of that, get to go over for the final week. So I'm Do you? Very excited. Oh, wow, I didn't <laughs> even know that. I wish I didn't know that. I would have gotten involved. Yeah. <laughs> Big suitcase. Rihanna's going to the suitcase. Oh, that's fantastic. No, I have about six people in my room already. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, there's always space for more. No problem. <laughs> Um, yeah. And and what's your first game, live game? You're doing co-commentary. On? First one is tomorrow, Norway and Nigeria. And who's doing who's doing it with you? With George Hamilton, who's doing the first Safe one. Safe pair of hands. Yeah. <laughs> Danger yeah. here. You'll be happy. <laughs> yeah. No, it's funny because I, I met George at the launch on Tuesday, and I kind of expressed a few fears about pronouncing the Nigerian surnames and I just said no it's Look, hard meet up we'll leave with me we'll get it you know he's a proper pro like I think if you want to have oh, one person there and he's absolutely really particular in pronunciation of names yeah. and he's a real bilingual so he's always brilliant on names so he'll yeah, leave well look we're here to talk about the, the Women's World Cup because a lot of people are excited about it obviously um, and just before we start and, and as I said you're the expert and we're going to break it down and have a quick look through the groups and see who uh, the two women think you know will eventually end up in the final on uh, is it July the 7th I think so it's June 7th July to the July 7th um, a really interesting context I mean it's only 28 years and I was reading up some history we have a Norwegian a Norwegian woman to thank for the Women's World Cup a woman called Ellen White who she went to the FIFA the annual FIFA um, you know the big big congress that they have, whatever, every few years. And there was one in Mexico in 1986, and she stood up and she said, we have got to do something about, about women. You're, you're not promoting women. You're not doing enough for women. And there, and there was, at the time, there was, a, there was a, a sort of a developmental international then. There was one in Mexico, um, and then there was another one. In, there was a tournament in Italy that teams used to go to. But as a result of her speaking up, Ellen White speaking up, that's where the Women's World Cup came from. And the first one was um, in 1988 in China. Um, so recent, isn't it? Uh, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> sorry, first one was sorry. The, those that international tournament, the Mexican international tournament, was 1988. The okay. first Women's World Cup was 1991. And the really interesting thing about I was it, born in 94. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah 1991. Yeah. Was the first one. And interesting enough, only 12 teams in it. Yeah, they only played eighty-minute games, as one of the Americans famously said, because they were afraid our over was going to going to fall out if we played ninety. <laughs> um, so they only they only they would only let them play eighty minutes. So it's really fascinating how it changed. And the one I remember, I'm a bit older than you, but I always remember nineteen ninety-nine because the Americans hosted it. Mm. They drove it. They mm. drove it. They like they 
they, they, FIFA wanted them to play it in smaller stadiums and the Americans said, no, we're going for big stadiums and we'll fill them. And they did. And then there was that famous mm. scene when they beat, they, I think it was, it was, um, it was, it went to golden, it went to golden gold, it went to sudden death mm. against, was it themselves in China? China. Yeah. And it was still scoreless and it went to penalties. penalties and yeah. then Brandy Chastain scored with her left foot, the winning and pulled off. She takes the top. off her top then, Came yeah. Off the top. And that's how you shredded as well. And she was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she, could, she could take it off. I swear. But, but you, you wouldn't remember this because you're too young, but like I remember the even in the media, the scandal over her taking off her top. The I scandal over a woman. Still happen. And if that happened now though, yeah. it's still. Do you think I don't happen. think they care anymore? Like it rarely does happen in celebration, does it? I feel that they pick at something to try and to try and go at. And I do think that if that was to happen in in a major tournament that It'd be really be interesting because yeah. we see we see women pulling their shirts off all the time now in international games, and I don't think people notice that much. But I do remember that was, and I was like, "What's the big deal in the sport?" <laughs> but I remember the media coverage was just gone. Yeah. Yeah. But it but it <clears throat> helped to bring attention. But the fact that the Americans did so well was incredible. Yeah. And that was the one that sticks out in my mind. I don't know if there's one that sticks out in your mind, but that one sticks out in my mind. The I'd like to one. say it was that one, but like I didn't, I didn't watch. The it. only yeah. one I really watched was was Canada. Canada, um, the yeah. last one, yeah, the last one, yeah. 2015, yeah. that's where I would have watched as, as many games as, as possible yeah. in, that, in that one. And like America, you see, they had wall-to-wall coverage. They had big crowds. They sold lots exactly. of tickets. Like, yeah. It's about the coverage because I remember being so excited just looking up the TV schedule like, and seeing what you could see and what you couldn't see. Um, the games are a little bit later because of the time, the time difference. They were the time yeah. perfect as well. If you remember, so did you get to watch the final last year, obviously with USA and Japan? Yeah. Staying, I was just absolutely... Like knackered, but just hanging on, trying to watch it. Yeah, yeah, totally worth it for Carly Lloyd to get a hat trick and one goal from halfway line. It was, I know the oh, goal was sweet. Ridiculous. It was phenomenal. Yeah. 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 yeah, but it was an incredible tournament. But even in saying that, so many people like here in Ireland didn't get to see it. Yeah, and I remember yeah. trying to spread the word and say to people like, "Have you seen it? Are you watching it?" They didn't even know it was on. They didn't know it was know? on because if it's not on mainstream Irish yeah. TV, yeah. if it's not on mainstream Irish TV, and if it's in a different time zone. Yeah. So this is the big thing about this one. Do you think that will be a factor in people watching this? Well, I hope so. I mean, we've we've no excuses now for people to tune in. Yeah. Um, they they can watch it at home. They don't have to go out of their way, and it's the similar time difference as well. Most so. of the games are from five o'clock onwards. onwards mm-hmm. yeah. It's on live TV. It'll be people will come home and see it. Yeah. I think that makes a big difference. Yeah. Even in Olympics, that makes a big difference. You know, to people getting behind and yeah. then are getting interested in it. So that is a big thing, I think, as well. The fact that it's on um, in our time zone and there's so much coverage of it. And so we will be listening in, in, with, in, with in, in interest. Uh, Ruth, um, you obviously have to do a lot of homework between now and then. Um, I must get your schedule off you, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll text it to you later. You will be sending a text during it. Um, so, look, that's where it is. Um, now we're here. The interesting, I was looking, the biggest venue probably is Leon. That's where the final is going to be. It's 58,000 in Leon. So that's, they're going to be, that's going to be the key place. But nine venues, um, most of them sell. I think Grenoble might be 18,000, but most of them are over 20,000. And they're talking about already 950,000 tickets sold. That's not that big. If you look at in Canada and America, whenever yeah. they host it, it's over a million, like well over a million. Um, and I think the last one um, was 1.35, I think. So it'll be interesting to see whether they whether it pushes on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the reports in recent days are that there's more coverage of the men's French. There's more signs for the men's French, French team. international, yeah, going yeah. on at the moment as well. Because they have two friendlies yeah. like against Albanian and Andorra. The, the timing isn't isn't great for for that sort of stuff. Even I was in work this morning and 
one of the boys was asking me, he was like, oh, are you watching the football tonight? And I automatically thought he was on about the Women's World Women's Cup because that's yeah. what I'm looking forward to. But then he was like, I actually forgot that Ireland were playing, Den Denmark, yeah, playing tonight Denmark tonight as well. Yeah, um, so I suppose with the men's international games being on at the start of the Women's World Cup, it's probably not ideal for the coverage because yeah. people will naturally tune in to men's games before right. before they will for the women's. But hopefully when the, those two games are out of the way and the World Cup starts to, starts to pick up a yeah. bit, that people and will And I think the French in. Open as well being on in Paris yeah. as well has obviously also taken some of the coverage away from it. So that's disappointing, but let's hope let's hope it kicks on and let's hope we see, we see lots of it and we see lots of reaction to it. Yeah. We'll have a look at the groups um, and let's see what you think. I'm really interested to see what you think. Um, first of all, America are defending champions. They've won, they're the only team to ever win it three times. They're looking to win a two in a row, which, which Germany have done in the past, actually. Germany won two in a row. So it's a kind of a, I think it's a really interesting thing. I think them and Japan are looking to make the final three times in a row as well, because yeah. obviously Japan beat them in, on penalties, in penalties the, the, yeah. the previous one before yeah, that, previous so that's been an interesting showdown as well. Yeah, there's a, I, think there's, I think to get people interested in women's team sport, there has to be context. People have to understand yeah. what yeah. are the rivalries, who are the players to watch. So that's what we're going to try and do today with this, is just to kind of give people some context for what we're looking at. So let's have a look at the groups anyway. France, people are talking about France. I mean, host team, obviously, don't have to qualify, I presume. They, 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 automatic they qualification. Yeah, 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 get automatic qualification. So is it kind of hard to know what they're like or what do you make of them? Ruth? Um, I'm just going to limb straight away. If someone asked me who my favourite was to win, I, I'm actually saying France. Aye. I think for a couple of reasons. I think they've won 13 out of their last 14 consecutive games. Um, just looking, if any of you guys saw the Women's Champions League final, oh. the spine oh, of that yeah. team. Like, <coughs> they've got a lot of Leon. Outrageous players. When you look at the spine, there's Lesamir at the top, Henri in the middle, and Renard at the back, um, Mbappé beside her. And like, they're just, I don't know, there's, there's something about it. and. There's a, something to be a bit magical as well. I get a bit romantic about these things. Like if, if, uh, <laughs> get romantic. You know, like if the men win the World Cup and the women win yeah. it, that would be amazing. It's in, the, it's in France, yes. which is absolutely massive. Like the support's going to be huge. Um, they're on a great run. They've had disappointing turnouts historically uh, in the World Cup. They got to the quarters last year in the semis, the, or the time before that. So they'll be gunning to, to make their mark They've never the made a semi-final as far as I know. I don't think they have. I could be wrong on that. Um, but certainly they went out to Germany. They went out in court. They went out with penalties to Germany the last time. I remember yeah. that. So, yeah. um, but you're right. Home advantage can be a big factor. And as you said, particularly when the men are, are world champions. Yeah, exactly. yeah off the back of that, there will be. Yeah. be an automatic yeah. buzz around the country and, and their camp. Um, I imagine the men's team will be linking in with them as well, obviously, after their... Yeah, they're yeah. and they have they have some really as you say that central spine is really strong, isn't exactly, it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're all like they're world class players, yeah. right? Like they're so experienced. Um, I think Henri was runner up to Carly Lloyd as, as player of the tournament in Canada in 2015 as well. Yeah, so she was. they're just going to go into it with so much confidence. Um, they're playing South Korea tonight. I think I wouldn't say a handy win, but I think I think they'll they'll definitely come out top there. They're in a group with um, Norway. And Nigeria, and of course, the really interesting thing is that Norway's best player and the best player, the, but certainly the best striker in the world at the mm. moment, Ada Hagerberger, is not playing for Norway because she. I, I think it's probably a combination of her not agreeing with the support they're getting, but also not being happy with with what's happened in terms of the coaching of the team. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's just about. We don't really do know. Get that we don't really know, do we? Like this. So at first, it was they were saying obviously the equality and, and the pay gap and yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and stuff like that, but um, I don't think 
she is happy with, with the yeah. overall setup. I mean, it must take an awful lot for a player like herself. I mean, it's a Roy, it's Roy for... Keane, really. Like, it is, it is, it is like Roy Keane saying, it's mm. not good yeah. enough, I'm leaving. Yeah. It is very interesting, but except that she said well in advance, I'm not playing. Yeah. 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 But the fact the other part is, they actually, like, they brought in equal pay for the men and the women. Yeah, so and she still hasn't gone, gone back, has, yeah. It's not yeah. about that. It's not it obviously goes much that. deeper than that. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm, like, personally good at not see her there, but... Credit to her and respect. Yeah, she's so, to her guns so as she's, well. she's incredibly strong. She's a Ballon d'Or, obviously winner. People she's remember this year. Scored a hat trick in the Champions League final. Oh, yeah, yeah, amazing! Amazing. Like, <laughs> 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 like, like that is. Just like please, like make it this a bit more <laughs> watchable. Uh, like, <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> she's a beautiful no. player. Like she really yeah. has every way. So, uh, so it'll be interesting to see what they're like without her. They have that um, Caroline, Caroline Janssen, I think, yeah. is their kind of their other big go-to player. So they're obviously be looking yeah. to her. Would you you would have played against Norway? Yes, yeah, so we played the double header against them um, this time last year, so yeah, the start yeah. of June. They were um, in your qualifying Yeah, group. they were. They topped the group actually, yeah. and Netherlands went through in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, what are they like, like up close? Physically, they're, they're a physical team. Um, they're they're big. They're strong. Yeah. Um, they do move the ball well. Um, but we we contested with them um, yeah, in in both games. Um, the first game in Tala. We conceded two sloppy goals, one you from did. a set piece. Um, so yeah. we kind of shot ourselves in, in the foot from from the outset. Yeah. And then even out there in Norway, um, a couple of days later, um, we unfortunately conceded a penalty, um, and we were pushing towards the end to, to try and get that equalising goal, and we just we just didn't manage. To so do people so. have said, oh, they they're, I think they're ranked twelfth or something. Yeah. People are like Norway are a, a dark horse because that group also includes South Korea and Nigeria who might have individuals but like yeah. are very lowly ranked. But to be fair to Norway, as I said, they, they topped the group with the European champions in, yeah. in, in the Netherlands in it. Um, yeah. So they're, they're, they're not going to go down easy. They presumably um, will, themselves in France, you'd be looking at the possibility of them, will be one of those going through. Like yeah, um, I think Nigeria have potential to take a few points off either. Uh, Nigeria, I'm really looking forward actually to the game tomorrow with them against Norway. They're really, I'd say they're just like an exhilarating team to watch because... They're really good in the counter, really good going forward, but they're absolutely, I don't know, I don't know want to say it too harsh, but they're just so dodgy at the back. Especially just on set pieces. Um, I was watching a highlights reel when they played, they played Sweden and Canada in the group stage last year. It was three all and just some of the goals they conceded, they, they were incredible and like their goals were amazing and their counter attack. And on that, Asayat, Oshawala, yeah, got yeah. that right. I've been practicing my Nigerian <laughs> pronunciations. Um, she came on in the UEFA Women's Champions League final for Barcelona. That's right, I remember coming in. She made a huge difference, she actually. She was incredible. They got a goal when she came in, didn't they? Yeah, she made a massive difference. So she started big time um, four years ago and she's still, I think she's only 25. Is she, is she so kind of left winger? Or is she, is she she's a striker. Left, she's a striker, striker, yeah, yeah, striker yeah, um, yeah. Really, really fast, really athletic. Kind of... They all kind of have that kind of similar style as well, yeah, but yeah. I reckon they, they could definitely take so points off the top two interesting. teams Interesting, so don't write them off, but but you would be looking at certainly France, Norway, and it would be interesting to see that can Nigeria take a scalp or two in that group. Yeah. Um, the second group then is Germany, China, Spain and South Africa, and the Germans are seated second, which is interesting. Yeah, can anyone stop the Germans? I don't know. <laughs> They're uh, always a force to be reckoned with. Like, really. like, like Gary Lineker, you know, the World Cups or whatever they are, you know, about playing how many games and then the Germans always win. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, they, they've won two in the past. It seems to me that uh, that they 
they were really, really strong when they won the previous World Cups in the mid-noughties and now that generation have gone. Mm. A lot of them actually, interestingly, into coaching and management. So they've okay. moved up the scale, which is great to see. Um, so now we're looking at uh, definitely, um, what's her name with Leon? Is it Marazan? Marazan, She's yes. a fantastic player. Yeah, she's, you know, I hadn't realised how good she was. I just hadn't seen an awful lot of her, but in the final she was completely dictating the play. Uh, she oh got the goodness. goal. Yeah. She was, I think she was, she was nominated for World Player of the Year last year as well, um, and rightly so after having seen her recently. Yeah, they but reckon she's yeah. the best playmaker in the world in women's football at the moment. Yeah, exactly, and she, that's only emerged in the last couple of seasons as well. But yeah, not, like Germany, there is a saying you can never write them off. They've made every single World Cup finals. It's their eighth World Cup finals. They oh, always, yeah. they always get to at least the quarterfinals. Yeah, they're just so used to winning. It's and just yeah. in their nature, I suppose. Yeah, it from, is. From and, a I, young and age. you know, they've gone unlucky in quarterfinals and semi-finals as well. Like they've nearly, they go out in penalties a lot of the time. It's yeah. really interesting. I think they're a team to watch. Um, I, I can see why they're ranked as highly as they are, and also their goalie is good. Yeah. And I think the American with Solo gone, I think actually that could There's be There's going to be a different story, yeah, because yeah. obviously the Americans beat them in, in the last semi-final. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. obviously they, they, they were there, thereabouts. Yeah, I think so. They were, Schultz is her name and I've seen her in a few games and I thought, oh, she's actually... Because, you know, often it's a weakness in women's, in women's yeah. football uh, is that time yeah. women are smaller. <laughs> yeah, they're, <laughs> not, they're not, they don't cover the space as well as in well, goal. Yeah. Yeah. So a good goalkeeper is vital and I think yeah. the German goalkeeper is very good. That group also has... China, Spain, South Africa. Is that an easy group, do you think? For Germany, absolutely. I'd yeah, say. They'd, yeah. Be, they'd be outrun yeah, favourites. I think there's then, no doubt they'll go through first. Uh, potentially China second. Yeah. Um, Did you ever come across Spain? Um, senior, no. Um, underage, we would have we would have played them. They're good underage. Uh, yeah, they're very, they're good, very good under, under underage. underage. Yeah. Um, but I suppose once they get to that kind of under 19, under 20s... Um, right. They just haven't seemed to make the breakthrough in senior level yeah. as to yeah, it's to what's been you wonder through. what the support system is like for them as well yeah. from their federation. So in saying that, I think Spain, China, potentially like potentially neck and neck for second. Um, China, I think their best performance was as runners up in the '99 World Cup final. Uh, but I don't think they've progressed massively since. A lot of their players play in China, so it's really hard to know. Yeah, yeah, all yeah of them do. Don't um, really yeah. One of them, um, Wang Chang, is a good woman who plays in PSG. She's the one, but most of them are in China, so it is hard to judge, isn't yeah. it? You don't know. Yeah. Um, but I, I was looking at, I think, as well, it looks to me like Germany are on the easier side of the draw, so if mm. they win their group and come through... They're going to be they on the opposite any of the bigger end side of, from a lot yeah. of the other big guns. Which I think it's interesting. <laughs> How did they swing about the that draw, you know? yeah. So true. And then must give a shout out to South Africa. It's their debut debut appearance in the tournament. First time so, ever. Yeah, so coming against the mighty Germans is the very first time ever. Um, oh. If you're going to qualify for your first World Cup, why not play against yeah, one of the, the, the bigger nations? I mean, they've nothing to lose, as I said. Absolutely. Qualifying was, was fantastic for them. So yeah. it's about just... And they're one of a few teams that have qualified for the first time. Yeah, there's, there's a couple of them. There's a lot of them. So we'll talk but the other ones as well because that is great the next group I think is an interesting one um, Group C has Australia Italy Brazil and Jamaica um, everybody she's already her picture has already been used and I saw Australians <laughs> tweeting because uh, Mary Hannigan had a piece yesterday in the Irish Times and they used the photo of her as Sam Kerr as the, as the Australian superstar she plays in America she's still playing in America isn't she and she has this trademark thing where she you know does a cartwheel or a backflip when she scores yeah. a goal so she is a superstar but 
Is there more to Australia than Sam Kerr's question? Does about 12 of them play in the American League? Yeah, I mean, they do They do have a, a, a strong squad. I mean, Sam Kerr, she's playing in her third World Cup. Um, she's, yeah. I think she's 25. Yeah, she made gosh. her debut at, at 15. At but 15? she's never scored in the World Cup, I don't think. I was about to say that. Like, really? she doesn't, that's not correct. She doesn't, really? I don't believe she has a World Cup goal. Um, That's yeah, I read that as well. Yeah. I had to take a, a um, double check on that. Australia have qualified for the quarterfinals in their last three World Cups, so they That's don't incredible. rely heavily on her. Um, now, imagine she, she's still involved in, in play. She'll bring others into the game. It's not always about her goal scoring ability, but right. we all know she can she can score goals. I mean, she's thirty one goals in, in seventy six appearances for for Australia. Wow! But mm. I suppose she'll be she'll be itching to get that first World Cup goal, and Definitely. if she gets her first one, what's yeah? Well, that, that's usually the biggest. That. That's usually Everybody the biggest will one. Be watching her just, and of course, and, and she will be heavily marked. Um, they have a woman called Devan, Elisa Devan, I think, and she's a veteran, and she is probably still there and she's going to be one of the people I think as well you know everyone's going to look at Sam Kerr there's going to be people like her and um, Caitlin Ford who also plays in Portland is in, in America as well yeah. a lot of them are playing in America there's another uh, Ellie Carpenter plays at Portland Thorns as well um, she's with very, Canberra also so a lot of them do the short very, season in America yeah, don't they and then they go season. back and, for and a lot of people are tipping her as one to watch she's only 19 yeah, yeah 19 she's already played like 6 domestic seasons at the top level um, wow. which is, I don't know how that works <laughs> but, uh, yeah. she's yeah. probably going from yeah. the American League to the yeah. The, the Australian season. Yeah, so she finished yeah. up in the yeah, NWSL and then went out to Australia then over. for... Do you know the really interesting thing about Australia, which I like about them, and it shows how ballsy they are in terms of sports generally, um, they could have played, and they used to play in that in an easier section, you know, yeah. qualifying, but they said, no, no, put us into... A few years ago, they wanted to go into the Asian section up against the harder more, teams. More competition. Much, yeah. much harder place to mm. qualify from. Yeah. But that's how Australians... I love the way they think. Yeah, they That's also sacked. They, they also sacked their manager in January. I think is, this is really interesting. Yeah, um, no, I think that came to a shock to a lot of even the senior players yeah. that were playing yeah. for them as well. I think this could be so that could be, be a factor. Well, let's see how, how yeah. level they are. The manager only had like two and a half months. Yes. to yeah. come in and yeah, obviously bond with his players and, and put his stamp on things. And there was so a lot of controversy be. over how the <coughs> previous manager went as yeah. well because, however, the 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 Australian FA communicated was very badly done, and then he was sort of yeah. A lot of kind of backlash on yeah. on, on Twitter and, and yeah, social media. There was. So so that's a really good point. Let's see how settled they are yeah. when they really only under a new management. Yeah. Some, it's actually interesting. And on the other side, a lot of people are saying this actually might help them because this guy that's come in, I think Ante Milicic is his name. He was involved in the men's team as well. Exactly. Yeah. So he's um, experienced there as it's well. It's a huge so. experience, not in the women's game, but we see him in Phil Neville that that still can work regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but apparently he's shaking them up in the way they play. They're just a complete attacking side now. He plays with two really high wing backs, um, which is not how they play. Seems to be the way played. to go as well, isn't it? I love it as a centre forward. I, lo- I love a good wing back as many bodies as we can get forward as possible. <laughs> I think you two are going to love Australia. Like, what about the, so, the centre half? What about you playing in the middle of that yeah. tree? Like? <laughs> So yeah, so be, so that's interesting. How do how do they maybe 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 they've made a switch in just at the right time? So yeah, that's yeah. going to be interesting. Time will tell. I would have yeah. picked them as the, the dark horses. A lot of people are saying it, um, but yeah, we really. Don't I don't know. think they're dark horses. Like they're oh, I, they're, they're, they're the top seed. They're seeded six, and they're the top seed in their group. Um, and the group has okay. It has Brazil in it. 
everyone says Marta. We still, I don't know, is it her fifth World Cup? Her, says She's yeah, I think it's her That's fifth. Right. And then she's only 33. I yeah, I couldn't believe she was only 33. I feel like yeah, she's, she's 33. Yeah, yeah. Or have you come across Formiga, who's 41? She's 41. She's if I can still walk at 41, I will I be believe, blessed. I actually thought she was older. I couldn't believe yeah. that she's 40 something. That's amazing. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, incredible. And they have a lot of older players. That's one of the problems mm. for Brazil is that they doesn't they don't seem to have had the injection of youth talent. And I suppose when you've such a figure like Marta, um, it doesn't really matter who you are coming through. Like right. she's. I yeah. feel she'll always get the limelight. Yeah. I mean, she's been nominated for the FIFA Women's Player of the Year 13 times and won it six times out of that. Like, wow. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Like that. And she, I still yeah. can't believe she's only 33. Yeah, I know. I feel like, what? <laughs> How is that possible? So that's the great thing about having this in our timeline is we're going to see more of her and we're going to, you know, we're going to be able to go home and watch her because uh, the timeline suits us. So, so Brazil are there. Um, Italy are next seeded in that group. Again, yeah. they don't seem, it seems to me that the Italians suffer badly and I've been reading up a bit about them in terms of support from their national governing body doesn't seem to be good at all. It just doesn't seem to be. No, I mean, this is their, their first World Cup since 99. I know. Um, but then you turn it the other side and you see Juventus got a yeah. record crowd. They of, did. Uh, I think it was like 39,000 against yeah, they did. Like, yeah. Which, is, yeah. Which, which is madness. It, it's great to see. Um, now, we played uh, a friendly against Italy in April. You did? You um, um, yeah, away when you were yeah, away. Yeah, we were away. Um, they beat us 2-1. Like? Um, similar, they're, they're strong, physical. Um, they can move the ball well. Um, but we had a game plan um, and, and it worked. Um, once again, we just conceded two goals that were easily preventable. Um, do you feel like then, there's a, like, a ga- like a gap or how big would the gap be? Or do you feel like your level um, quality at this age? Or how do you feel like I feel like we've, we've come a long way. Um, under Colin Bell, we've come a long way. Um, I feel like we can put it up to most teams, if if not all teams. We just need to cut out the the silly little errors. Yeah. Um, a, a lot of um, a lot of goals scored against you were off set pieces are just off just a mistake. Yeah, a bad kind of mistake. lapses in concentration, lapses in concentration or, or decision yeah. making. Yeah. Um, which I suppose you you can say it's it's easily worked on, but we just need to get out of that habit. And because the game plan we have. Um, once we don't concede, you're, you're always in with a chance. Yeah. Um, and Colin you pushes for that. You had that famous that. draw yeah. with uh, with the Dutch. Yeah, out there. Yeah. Um, I mean, that that was fan- I wasn't involved in that myself, but yeah. that was fantastic that was for the girls, game, and, and yeah. that kind of got got us going. Um, and we were in the World Cup qualifying up until the double header against against Norway. Absolutely, I was at yeah. those games, and um, I'd say physically they bossed you. That was the difference. Was that they just seemed to be more physical strong. strength, and they yeah, looked they, like they were people who were training more full time. Yeah, they were strong. Um, I, I, don't know kind of but you look at it like you look at went out against the Dutch game plan yeah. was mastered you look to play on the counter and there was one or two chances early on in the yeah, game as well yeah, yeah. Um, so we are we are creating chances as well oh um, I think it, I think so you can see that that gap is yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm really looking forward now to the, the European qualifiers that, that start obviously off the back of the World Cup yeah it's yeah. a very exciting time Sorry, I think I've bounced you off track but when I just see when I see the likes of like Italy Scotland I just think God, that's that's Ireland's level. Like, yeah, you you're like there. that's. And yeah, Scotland have just not. qualified yeah. for their first. Yeah, yeah it's very it's amazing to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So absolutely no reason why Jamaica are in there, um, and everyone talks about this. Yeah, everyone talks about this girl called uh, what's her name? Kajidis Shaw, isn't it? Yeah, um, who's um, been playing? She's she's come through the Lady Vols in Tennessee. Um, she, um, I didn't know until today, but you have a Jamaican connection. Yeah, um, so my dad was Jamaican, so my dad's side of the family are. Jamaican. Uh, my mum is Irish, um, but she's rooting for 
for Jamaica in really? the World Cup. Yeah, I think she probably might support Jamaica a little bit more than Ireland at this stage, <laughs> but I suppose we're not in the World Cup, so... So is the, will so the Jared Housewell be just fully be shouting for Jamaica? Um, <laughs> I will be, my mum will be, uh, my little I brother. Well. Jordan, my twin brother, thinks he's English, but we'll, <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll leave him off. <laughs> but she's a very exciting player, yeah. She's, yeah, she's in um, I think she has star. more qualifying goals than anybody else in, in the World Cup, That's right, honest. I read yeah. that, yeah. That's yeah. Um, so, so she's particularly interesting particularly good. And she has an extraordinary, if you want to read up on her, she has an extraordinary um, personal history. I mean, a tragic, awful tragedy in her life. Uh, four of her brothers, she comes from a very big family, four of her brothers have died. Uh, three of them by gunshot and one of them in a car accident. And then she lost two nephews as well to crime and violence. So she's had an amazing personal history. And for her to be where she is and yeah. to be such a leader mm. of that team is and phenomenal. They are the first Caribbean team. Um, so not just for themselves, but for the, the whole Caribbean. They're the first Caribbean team to qualify for the World Cup. So they'll all be behind yeah. them. And I was only reading, um, they obviously qualified for it in, in October, and it's 20 years since the, the men's team qualified for their World Cup, oh, wow. which was in um, France 98. Um, so, so there's a great them, connection. Yeah, yeah, wow. That was so maybe the I omens are good for yeah. the Jamaicans. That's interesting, yeah. I was watching them in their dressing room recently or something and the colour and the dancing was fantastic. So <laughs> they're definitely going to win yeah, fans. Yeah, definitely very happens. vibrant as well. They're so very vibrant. But Australia... I I think that looks like a, an interesting group because I think that group might be more complicated than people think it is. But everyone seems to be looking at Australia and thinking they'll come through. Um, yeah, the the Italians might be might be a bit of a dark horse. I think in that group, as yeah. you say, because they they have they're very good at underage. They just haven't been producing mm. at, at senior level. So yeah. we'll see what happens with them. Now, next one is a really interesting group because it has England, Scotland, Argentina, and Japan. They're calling it the group of death. Yeah, they yeah, are. Yeah. Of I course mean, they are. Fair enough. It's, it's, the, the, one one <laughs> it's the one that caught my eye straight <laughs> away. Um, obviously with the England-Scotland game, there's going to be natural rivalry They're there. opening against them, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sunday. Yeah. yeah, so that's... Wow. That, that should this be This is a huge thing for Scotland for a start. Their first World Cup. Yeah, and obviously they'll be looking to put things right um, because they played England in the group stage in the Euros and they did get beat 6-0. Yeah. Um, so that obviously... The opening game, was yeah, I, um, I remember watching that. Yeah. I was so a second opening game in a major now, championship. They were, <coughs> they were missing Kim Little, um, that competition. Um, she did, mm, did her ACL, now. so she's back and, and she's had a great season with Arsenal. Yeah, she actually broke her leg last October. Is that is that correct? Really? She's bounced back um, wow. very quickly since. So... This would be huge for her because the Euro 2017, that was the first major tournament Scotland had yeah. qualified for. And now she's here. And yeah, talk about like the most perfect opportunity to just revenge. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. So and yeah. From the pain. And Aaron Cuthbert is with Chelsea. Isn't Chelsea, she? yeah. Chelsea. So they, they have two players who would be well known as well. And the English they girls a, They have a few well. others as well yeah, playing in and around Man, Man City and, and Arsenal as well. Right. Um, and the, the Scottish FA have pumped more money into them mm. recently as well. Um, they had a lot more money towards training and and games in the run up to the World Cup which is which is fantastic for them. Okay, as well, so, so they so even though like they're seeded third in that group if you like, it would be interesting if they if they got off to a bit of it, they if they started well against England. But everyone will look at England. Obviously they're third seeds. Um, they have lots of stars and they were 
I think did they lose to Germany? I think they lost to Germany on penalties the last one, and, uh, uh, and they lost to Japan. Japan it was, uh, was it? Laura Bassett on goal. That was the yeah. that was the ter- that was the third place playoff, wasn't it? Um, no, so well, they that, lost the semi final in yeah, Japan. Final. It was right. a, Germany, okay. yeah. Germany third place playoff. It was third but place the semis, playoff. it was stoppage time. Um, do you remember what? Yeah, it was kind of like a true ball played into the striker yeah. from the right winger, and like Laura Bassett yeah. stuck her leg out oh, to gee, try and stop it, and it looped right over the goalkeeper. Really kind of crossed the ball. It was just so. So unlucky, and it, like I hit off the underside of the crossbar and bounced bounce it, it just, and just in the line, and she and was just again. inconsolable could, yeah. after the game. I remember now because I remember how inconsolable she was. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was. Ruth, that was do you think tragic. they've moved on, um, and do you think they are serious contenders? They, <laughs> I'm laughing. There's somebody's done a female version of Three Lines, and everybody said, "Well, that's put the hex on them already." <laughs> <laughs> and they're singing, "It's coming home." As well. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, exactly, oh. exactly. Um, no, I think they they're definitely contenders to win the championship. Like really, really yeah. serious contenders. Why? They they only dropped two points in their whole qualifying campaign. But for me, I suppose the greatest reflection of how strong they are and how far they've come is how they performed in what was called it's called the She Believes Cup in she March this Cup. year. Yeah, and um, they had a two-all draw with the USA, and they which they they, they, they should have won. Yeah, they should have won and that game. There was two fantastic really goals by the US well, in that game. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and they went on to beat Japan three nil in the final. Yeah. So. It's not as if they just scraped through. They were a strong side. No, and they beat Brazil comfortably as well. Yeah, like they deserve to win it. Um, Things have come together at the right time for them. They seem to have dealt really well. They've well in the pre-tournament challenge games recently. Everyone's gone, oh my God, their form is a bit dodgy going into it. I do think they have good depth in their squad though. And he has been given given players game time. He's rested players where he knows he needs to rest them. So I, um, I actually wouldn't pay too much heed. No, to I wouldn't worry about the last few months. From listening oh, yeah. to him speak, um, yeah. it's about obviously the build-up, getting the players that need game time, getting them game time. Right. Yeah. And and he is an, um, Phil Neville is an impressive character. I think. It, I mean, he comes from a family steeped in sport. You know, not only were they all players, um, brothers and sisters, all played for England, but it's interesting how mm. they've come forward in their management careers. Yeah, so their sister, know, um, sister managed the, the, managed the netball, netball team. team. She's just actually announced yes. that she's going to be quitting after the World Cup because she's having a baby. But she was in Ireland this year and spoke at a coaching thing and is a very impressive woman so he does seem to and also I would say he doesn't I would say he's very demanding in terms of equality and what they get and you know yeah, making sure yeah. that I mean they're, they're they are well looked after yeah. um, They, I don't think they can they can want for anything which is, which is yeah, right it should exactly. be that way across the board and that is um, one of the positives of getting someone as high profile as him in I know there's a lot of I suppose like controversy, a bit of negative when he came in. He yeah, why was a man getting yeah. the job? Yeah, yeah. but I th- it, like to be honest, they've just gelled really well. They all I think he's brought a new lease of life to him. it. Um, yeah. Obviously, there was a bit of no one knew what was going on when Mark Samson, Samson. Did, when yeah. when he was gotten rid of. But no, I think he's brought a new lease lease of life to them. Um, even just videos of, of them around the camp. Yeah. So who do you think are like who do you think are going to be the stellar players and really are going to be the pivotal players for England? I don't think you can look past Lucy Bronze, yeah. although she is playing more in a midfield role <laughs> now than, she's uh, a defender, than, than, than a defender. Right did she score that famous goal as well? I remember a she's the most attacking fullback you'll yeah. come across yeah. uh, <laughs> in the World Cup. She's, I love best watching her go forward. Best form of she's defense great, attack, though. She's a great player. So. She is a good one. player. Yeah. Lucy um, Bronze is brilliant. Nikita Paris, obviously, is yeah, good she, as well. Yeah, she's scoring yeah. goals for fun at the minute. Frank Kirby might be her time to shine now because she hasn't really performed to her potential. Kind of this season as a whole, kind of injuries have kind I was going to say, has she not been injured? Yeah, yeah. she plays um, for Chelsea, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah but yeah. she's a fantastic player when, yeah. when she is when in her she's, she's a yeah. real pocket rocket, isn't she? Yeah. But then I think they've got goals coming from everywhere. You've got yeah, Tony exactly. Duggan playing with Barcelona. 
Yeah. Um, Ellen White. Ellen White. Um, she's just after signing for Man City as well. Like she's. Beth she's Mead is be really good. Beth Mead. Is Beth Mead. Mead she'll play. Uh, yeah, she'll play on the wing. Yeah. Um, so they have depth. They, they definitely have, have depth. Yeah. So we're looking at England in that group. It's going to be really interesting to see. Japan, as we were saying, they made the last two finals. Um, they beat. Beat America on penalties in 2011, and um, and then they lost badly to them in 2015. Mm. Um, and really, they're kind of a bit again. They're kind of a bit of an unknown because most of their players don't play outside the country, so it's yeah. hard to know about them. Um, Kamaji is the woman who plays with she plays with Leon, so they have one good player in Leon. But um, what do you reckon? I mean, is it is it hard to know? It, it would like that. I think it's it is quite hard to know, but I think. What you will always get with a team like Japan is like they're exceptionally good technically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On the ball, they're just so nice to watch, yeah. so neat, so tidy. They definitely lack like the physical, the physicality, physicality yeah. but yeah. like speed and, and their technical yeah, they ability. Make up for it. If you've ever played against any Asian sides, it's just yeah. so quick. It's all one touch football. Um, and like that, they've gotten to the last two finals because of that, regardless of physicality or athleticism. And they, and they still have Nakajima, who's a really good on set mm. plays. Like so, she's oh, they really they're very good on um, corners, on on um, free kicks. They're always dangerous as well. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're so good technically. So like they're they're obviously they're seeded seventh. They're in that group. Um, and Argentina, I know nothing about Argentina. I don't know whether they have any players even or whether um, they wouldn't have. I think a lot of them are still playing in Argentina. They've yeah, one or two right. to play outside, so a lot of them are um, semi-professional. Um, I think there was a period of time between like 2015 and 2017 where they didn't even have a national team. Wow! Um, because of um, funding or, or support right. from from the football association. Right. Um, but they are the lowest ranked team in it. So yeah, so I think they'll bring some flair, um, but in terms of results, I, I don't think they have yeah. much hope in the group of death, to right. be honest. The group of death. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that's interesting. Um, and also, I think Japan did well in the World Under-20s as well. So they could they have... Won. They yeah, won it. I think yeah. they won the last yeah. Under-20 World Cup. So it'll be interesting to see. They're probably going to have young players have, that we don't know about. I think they've only like three or four players over 30 in, in their current so squad. They're young. So that's, mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I look at, if you look to a lot of squads, including the American squad, a lot a lot of them are quite old squads. Mm. And it will be interesting to see if people have the legs, you know, still over a long tournament. Um, the next group is Canada. Cameroon, New Zealand, and Holland, which you know, you'll know, uh, you'll definitely know things about. <laughs> and a lot of people tipping Holland, but we look at Canada first, I think, because um, they're they're a team that a lot of people are saying could be a factor here. Um, and again, I think probably the strength of coming hosting 2015 has been a factor for them as well, Ruth. Yeah, um, I'm not sure about Canada to be honest. I thought I thought they would have done better the last time around as well, but they've been, you know, they're. Again, they're similar to Norway in that they have a very strong history in the Women's World Cup. Um, they have a really exciting player in Jordan Heitema. Yeah. She's an 18-year-old. She's, she's unbelievably young. Yeah, yeah, she has just signed a four-year deal for PSG, so she's opted not to go the, the college scholarship route. The, the route. typical route, yeah. Yeah, and going to college like what really caught me there was that it was a four-year contract for PSG. Wow. You don't really hear of... No, most no of not, them are not at that age, anyways. No, not at that age. Not really in the women's game yeah. either. So. She made her senior debut at 15, I think, for Canada. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So... Like and then you have so you have Heitem on one stage, eighteen year old, and the other side we've got Christine Sinclair. He's thirty five. Yeah. Um, and and is there is there rock? Yeah. And she the problem is, is, they, say is the, they say half the man. She she holds them together because they don't have enough uh, else up front. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, probably a fair comment. Um, I think she's probably coming to the, the latter stages of her career, but she is going and she will be certainly going for the record international uh, goal scoring number. So it's Abby Wambach holds. I think it's. 
184 currently. Christine Sinclair is on 181. Wow. Four goals <coughs> of topping that. Oh, um, the so great Abby the American player, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Wow. Um, and this one. I was about to say it's going to be Sinclair's last World Cup. I'm sure, you never know when you have for me get Yeah, exactly. Forty-one-year-olds, exactly. <laughs> so look, there's two to watch, and and Canada people are looking at Canada and and thinking, right, you know, they're the top seeds. They're to, they're seeded fifth overall, and they're the top seeds in their group, so they're going to be strong. Um, a lot of people are looking at at the Netherlands, and you have some experience of them. Yeah, well, I mean, they are they are European champions. Um, now, as I said, they finished second in in the qualifying group, and they came through in in the playoffs. Um, but I mean, um, Medima up front for them. Yeah. Um, she blew the the women's Super League apart. Um, no one, no one oh, came there. Easy, and she's it? what twenty two. Yeah. yeah, she's really really <laughs> strong. Yeah. She plays with Arsenal. Yeah, and she's been really strong. And Lika Martins then is the other one who yeah. was very good against yeah. you in the qualifying group as yeah. well. And was kind um, of the star as well. And they do have the experience as well. Um, like all over the pitch, I think the three, I think Medima Martins and Danielle van der Donk plays for Arsenal. Um, the three together, they're standout for me. But the thing about the Dutch is, like, I think they were on such a high from Euro 2017 for yeah. winning their host co- country. A couple of players taking a dip in form of late, like especially Martins. We saw that in the Champions League final for Champions Barcelona. Final. She didn't figure at all. She's she was non-existence. literally marked yeah. out of the game. And I was surprised at how physical, because I was at your qualifying game. Yeah. I thought they looked really strong physically. And in that game, she was pushed off balls. And I just thought, yeah. the one I love is um, Van de Shanden. Is it that the unbelievable she yeah. gets up and down the pitch at an unbelievable rate. Yeah, she yeah. plays with Leon. She's a fantastic player. Yeah. But I was. I think you're right. I was a bit surprised at that as well. Um, I think. I don't know. I'm not sure if they've kind of just kind of tapered out in terms of form or whatever. If other countries have improved their game and the Dutch haven't quite done that since 2017. But I think that I think they'll certainly get out of the group. But people have asked me, you know, do they have a chance of getting to the final? I think they'll win, and I, would, I wouldn't put any money of them getting to the final. I no, don't think I they'll progress. That's really interesting. They wouldn't have been a team that, yeah. that, that, that you, you I neither of you would have. No, I think they really just slipped out of that top four, top five. Right. Um, they okay. would be on the perimeter of that, but definitely not not in the top four for me. Because no. I was thinking, oh, they have a decent enough, they might have a decent enough draw with Cameroon and New Zealand are in like there. Like, world-class players. Yeah, there's no, yeah. There's no doubt in that. Yeah. Um, but I do think there are better teams when we will see yeah. better teams in, in this world. And what showed that I think best was that it was that final game in your, your, your qualifying campaign where Norway beat them. Yeah. Um, they had to go through a playoff, didn't they, then? Yeah, they did. I think, yeah. I think yeah. that knocked them for six because they, yeah. they definitely weren't, weren't expecting that. Yeah. Um, but Norway actually looked a different level, whereas I would have thought it was going the opposite the way. Opposite I thought the Dutch way. coming up and Norway were kind of going down, but from that game and, and onward since... Yeah, for me, the Dutch just uh, won't be contenders. Well, that's really interesting now, because you're, you're the first people and you're the experts well, who said that. We'll and I, <laughs> and I'll be interested to see it. But as you said, Medima was the top, wasn't she the top scorer in England in the Super League this yeah. year? And she was um, a superstar. I think it was Nikita Paris was, was behind her was then. Yeah. With, with yeah. 19, so you, you'll see her anyway. I mean, they, they're, they, lo- they play lovely football. Yeah, they, it would be do. really interesting to watch them, because they do play lovely football. But how far on they can go will be the interesting thing. And I don't know anything about neither New Zealand or Cameroon. <laughs> I don't know whether you do. From Cameroon, they got the last 16 in 2015, um, so right. they got out of the group. But in terms of getting out of this particular group, I think yeah. I think Canada and the Netherlands. I think they're are the two out. obvious yeah. ones. I, I don't, don't see, think New I Zealand have won no. a game in no. in the World Cup finals. Right. Um, yeah, and I just I can't see anybody um, either. Of those I think they they're the obvious two to come yeah. out of that. And I I think you're right. Too. I think Canada are definitely going to come out at the top of that quicker. Um, and then finally, and it's the last group, and obviously it has the defending <laughs> champions in it. <laughs> And we might have controversial. I might have some controversial opinions about the Americans. Oh, go um, on. <laughs> Love a bit so, of controversy. American defending champions, and they're in a group with uh, Thailand, Chile, 
and Sweden. So, I mean, how would you regard the group? I think it's given USA on top. Yeah. Do you reckon um, Sweden second? Yeah, USA, Sweden. Chile um, will do well to score a goal or two, I'd say. I think Thailand will be yeah. similar. Um, it's their, their second World Cup. Um, they did win in, the fir- in their first appearance. They bet, they bet the Ivory Coast oh, right. um, in their final group game of, of the last World Cup. But um, USA should definitely be, win be that top group. in that group. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. They've had a big shake-up since the Olympics in Rio in 2016. Yeah, so tell us about them. First of all, like a lot of people will know that uh, off the pitch they've been they have a class action against their their association looking for equal pay and that has I think taken some of their energy. There's no doubt there's been a bit of that about it, but also they go into that world, this World Cup now with a point to prove they're looking to put back-to-backs together. They're also looking to make yeah. this case that they should you know, they should win, they should be equal, they should mm. have equal pay and all that. So that's a big motivating factor for them, isn't it? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how, how they actually perform. Um, they would have been disappointed with their She Believes tournament that, that they host. They did really badly in it, um, didn't they? Yeah, yeah even I, I watched their, their game against England and mm. yes, they drew a 2 all and there were two fantastic goals by the US. They but should have won, right? England should have won it. I don't think the US played played anywhere near where, where I've seen them play. Right. Um, but then that's, that's a credit to England as well. Yeah. Um, they have come a long way. Um, the US, I suppose, they have a mixture of vast experience and they've brought in some, some younger players as well. So, it will be interesting to, to see how they get on. As you said, they're defending champions. Never um, been outside the medals in any World Cup. They've always made a podium. At some, you know, they've always won a medal, which is interesting. Yeah. But when you look at the Title Nine, you know, 1972, that that government decision that you know, women, uh, girls and women had to get access to the same um, facilities and coaching and things in schools and college. You can see where women's football yeah. grew. It is a massive. Love when you bring up cleaner. That, yeah. that, that, that was my thesis in college. So I, I done a small. That touched on mine a small yeah. bit Did as you? well. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, of course, that was that was it. That was the, <laughs> the start of it all. Um, it's made a huge difference. That was. Seven 72. Yeah. So, and like, look how much it's prospered since and flourished. So, I wonder could we ever consider something similar here in Ireland? Oh, look, that's a long way. That is a long way. We'll do another podcast (laughs) for that. Do you know what I think about America? Um, Like, rightly so, like, they still have Megan Rapinoe, they still have Alex Morgan up front. I have a a soft spot for Megan Rapinoe. Megan Rapinoe, I think, is a brilliant But even, like, obviously, the the injury category, like, she's she's done her knee three times. She's come back from three as well. Yeah, you can identify with her. Did she tweet you one time? No, so when. When. She didn't tweet me. I got to tweet out Jack Wilshire. Um, oh, no, sorry, that was when, on. when I done my knee for the third time, um, we were away in the Cyprus Cup, and um, Jerry McDermott, who was our media officer, um, he knew someone who, who knew her, and he reached out, and we were just on on the bus coming back from training, and, and he was like, "I have something to show you." So we came up, and she sent me an email. Good way. Um, obviously, just talking about the emails the, even better than the tweets. <laughs> talking oh, about the highs and lows, and, and that that she's been there, and obviously it's a a select group and she has a campaign about that for people that do do their ACLs, do ACLs. Um, and it was just nice for obviously she had no idea who I am never met me before in my life and um, obviously sent me sent me a huge email so that, that my favourite American player from now on <laughs> that's so lovely wow I didn't know that yeah. that's amazing so you're definitely going to be rude for her but I, I think she's a brilliant player I know Alex Morgan gets a lot of the yeah. attention but I think Rapino is a fantastic no player. she is um, and like she's, she's strong off the pitch as well um, mm. in, in everything that she does um, yeah. and she's a great playmaker and she will come up with with goals when yeah, needed as well, and they they're known for this, you know, very athletic style, very 
very attacking style. They still have is it Tobin Heath is the other player as well up front. So they have like that. And as you say, I'm interested who who they've got younger players then coming through obviously as well. Um, yeah, I think they just have have a mix. Like as I said, after yeah. the. The Olympics. Um, quite a lot of talk about Mallory Pugh. Um, yes, there's a lot of talk about Mallory Pugh and people tipping her to be one to watch. Yeah, yeah. she hasn't really established herself uh, as not. No, not from what the talks were. Yeah, not what from we're what we thought about. was coming yeah. um, about two years ago when news of her broke when she came in that she was right. at 16. Um, I think Morgan will still start up front and still probably be the standout she player. She has a oh, yeah. hundred international goals. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's <Not bad>. <laughs> <laughs> nice little thing She'll to wrap up. They've still got there. Carly Lloyd to come off the bench as well. I know well, she's more That's the incredible thing. Carly Lloyd is still there and off the, could come off the bench. Yeah. That is a phenomenal thing. But, 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 here's my theory, right? <laughs> <laughs> One... Um, they don't have hope so anymore. Yes. They don't. Um, Lisa Nair is not as good a goalkeeper. I think she's probably. But I to think if you take away hope solo's personality and ego, they might. You think it might from be a that? It might benefit from effect. them as well. Yeah, yeah that's a good Because she's yeah. such a strong, strong character. Yeah. Um, yeah. It might allow others to to grow into themselves more. That's a very and, good point. And yeah. they could have other leaders coming. Yeah. Come I know it's it's a really topical. Um, conversation at the moment because I was watching the panellists just discuss the She Believes Cup. I find it really fascinating to watch American pundits. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gas and yeah, they're all very firmly of the belief that no one can come in and replace her, that the back line is the back line is uh, <laughs> falling apart and yeah, that there's just no communication and a lack of leadership back there. But I would totally go in that point as well. I think that's definitely one positive that can be taken from solo going. They just need someone to step up and it, this yeah. this could be the time. Um, yeah, like I'm I'm interested to see to see how they do. To get see on. how yeah. they do. Yeah. That is that is that is a very good point. Uh, I the other thing I think that that might not be in their favour is that is that Europe has moved on since I think mm. that there has been like we can see how the English Super League has. There's you know, so many good oh, yeah, players. People are catching up. Yeah. I, I think, think so. I think playing. Europe was has a gap. caught up. France, obviously, yeah. we saw again this year. We saw Champions League games this year as well, the quality of them. It seems to me that there has been a big jump in standard yeah. in Europe yeah. since the last World Cup. And I wonder, are the Americans conscious of that? See, I mean, I'm sure because, as you had mentioned, Title Nine and 1972, they were so far ahead. Had ahead of jump everyone on else. It was inevitable that, well, and, and we all hope that other countries, especially across Europe, would catch up. And now it's happening. So it's not as if... It's not as if they're getting worse or declining, really. I think just no. the gap has narrowed so yeah. much so quickly. Yeah. Um, and that's what I keep saying to people is like why I want people to watch this World Cup because 2015 was actually so good. Not all the games, but in the terms of the knockout stages, yeah, the quality as, was great. as it went on, it got Whereas got this better. should really be top quality universally across the You've got all some great groups. games in, in the yeah. groups as well. In the groups, You've got yeah. some, some I, think, I think you're absolutely right, the two of This is going to be, this technically should be the best World Cup because so many teams have yeah. come up yeah. in standard. It, it will be. And this really is what's going to test the Americans, I think. The other thing that's interesting as well is they're on the harder side of the draw. So I think, looking at it, I think if France go through, France, Germany and America are on the same, the same side. Mm. So like, eventually one is only going to come out of that, <laughs> which is interesting, you know. France, Germany and America, are oh, they? France, are Fran yeah, France, Germany yeah. and America, I think they're all on the same side. Okay. I could be wrong on that, but I think they are. No, not Germany. France and Definitely France, France yeah. and Amer I think France and America could meet in a quarter final. Yeah, I think you're right because it's very early as well. Yes, <laughs> it's very early. Somebody's going to go there. Yeah, think, yeah. I'm right? running a sweepstakes in work actually. Like everyone, <laughs> so it's not you don't just predict the winner. You have to like predict all the scores of all the group stages, and then the 
last 16 quarterfinal, semi-final. That's a lot final. of thought. It's a lot of work. Oh this lawyers you, like this kind you, of stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> they love their research. It's what they do for a living. So. Yeah. I have a little note here. I'm going to help myself with my notes. Yeah, England and France and America are on the same side. Okay, and, that's and I think Fran I think France and America could meet in a quarterfinal and England could meet the winner. So there's that's that's the interesting thing. Whereas Germany are on the other side, and that's I think that could be in Germany's favour in terms of even getting to the final. Yeah, oh, that's a, it's a pity because I'd love to see USA and France meet later on in the tournament. Yeah. I'd like to see them in the semis or even the final. I think that'd be a great final. Yeah. Um, but if it comes to France and USA, that'll be a huge hurdle for the Wouldn't States it? to overcome. Yeah, yeah, it would be a really interesting one. So that's the general roundup. Um, I, that's brilliant because you've you've given people loads of context now and loads of things to. I also think there's a bit of a history between um, Germany and America. There's a bit of a history there, and like they want to get back. There's a history between Japan and America as well. Like yeah. There's a couple of mm. real grudge games, going on. and I think England and Germany as well have a bit of history. Always, so. yeah, yeah, men and women across. Yeah, the board, for sure. so they, yeah. those, all those, if, the, if and when those things happen, um, who do you, who do you fancy? Who do you think could make semi-finals? I mean, if you have, if you, if you just look at the top, even if you weren't <coughs> to look, you know, even to be real, just on a hunch. Let Rihanna go first. Go on. I'm, I'm really liking England. Um, really? Dare I say, I, I enjoy watching them play. Um, I suppose it's easier to watch their players week in, week out. We yeah. see more of them. Yeah. yeah. When you know yeah. them, yeah. you've got Yeah, well, it's, it's easier to, to grow them. towards yeah. them. Um, so I do think they can do well. Um, but then there's always a curse over English teams. So. Yes, this is true. And yes, and yeah. they have that time. Um, I'm I this Georgia Stanway. I'm just in love with her. She's amazing. She's after having a great season for Man City she's this year. She unbelievable. Is. She's only twenty. She was Young Player of the Year in England. Yeah. Um, I just think she's one to watch just for yeah. people. Even if England don't make the final, watch out for. Her. And I mean, yeah. she probably she probably won't start. I don't know whether she no, starts. Probably won't start. Um, possibly not. No, they have a lot of, of mm. experience and yeah. goal scorers in, yeah. in that area. Which, as I said, they've well, goals coming gifted, from everywhere. Isn't she? She's yeah. just gifted. Um, and she's very interesting because because she's that first generation who have never had a job. I was reading an article with her recently. Yeah, you know, she, she's she gone, signed a professional contract. She's signed a professional contract and she went straight into football. And yeah. in England they're saying she's she's a prototype. It was funny looking forward. at the pictures before the Women's FA Cup final. Did you see the picture of her and, and Steph Houghton though? No. So it was like obviously a few years ago when, when she was younger. Oh, when she, she was, was going, tiny. When she was tiny. She was and the then, mascot. Yeah, and then yeah. she's playing club football with her and international football oh, with her. Like that's right. That's so obviously she would have been like, one of her heroes It was like the Colin Cooper photo. People will know that Colin Cooper Cooper photo of the club made the All Ireland and he was the mascot. That's exactly it been right. The same thing, yeah. She has it everywhere. She has the stature. She has the skill. Yeah. She has the speech. I just think she's stunning. She's my one to watch. Okay. In the tournament. Um, so go back to what about you? So you you do fancy England? So you in England all the way? Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's because I'd like to see them. Yeah, there I, I say it. I would like to see. No, them I would like to see them do well. well. Like I really would. Which is weird because I with the men's I really. Don't oh, but feel the men like no. The I have opposite, no connection to them. As I said, it's probably because they are their players. We get to see week in week out. And Irish players playing with them yeah, now. Yeah, as, as well. Yeah, so it's but I'm going France. Yeah, I'm going to go with France. I really France. like France. Yeah, I just, I don't know, I get a feeling about them, but I'm always, always wrong. So I just... <laughs> the so, curse, the yes, curse of Rufa. Um, I don't know, like, everything seems to have lined up quite well for them. I think it's huge being... You know, being the host country, I think. I just hope the pressure doesn't, too much doesn't to get to them. Obviously, they haven't yeah. played a competitive game. They're just... There's so much experience, you know, like, peppered throughout the team. So I just... 
I don't know. If France, see, I would like to see England do well, but I think you France, France will do it. Yeah. We tend to see a lot of goals as well, and I think we're going to see a lot of goals in this tournament. Yeah. I love to see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think but, but interestingly, <laughs> France are strong defensively, and really, I think that really could stand to them. That's yeah. the big thing. That that's one of their big strengths, isn't it? Yeah. That they have that really solid spine. If you want to see a masterclass in defending, just watch Wendy Renard. She's just yeah. incredible. Um, not a huge amount of pace. Doesn't strong. Doesn't need it. She is so strong. Yeah. And her position in it. Yeah. Yeah. And she's, you won't miss her, six foot one. Um, she's in set pieces in terms of attacking as well. She's absolutely lethal. Right. Um, so she'll be. She'll so be Wendy Renard is one for you, for you. And anybody else you want to mention? Um, I suppose back going back to Canada, Haitama is going to be huge. I love seeing a young player come through absolutely. There's always one that comes through as well. Yeah. There's always. Isn't there? um, I can't wait to see Formiga play for your one-year-old. Your one-year-old, yeah. I'm just so blown away by her. But in terms of France, it'll be Les Amers. Um Henri, Henri's my favourite player. She's like a holding midfielder, number six. Right. Just really tidy. She plays for Leon as well. Yeah, she? exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, You'd like incredible. that position though as well. That, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Number six. Holding midfielder. <laughs> you, own, you two have your own, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> one thing we should say as well to listeners is, is that Ireland didn't qualify and really, really had a brave campaign. We'll, so we'll talk in a minute as well about when the next one is. But really brave campaign and, and under Colin Bell, who is going to be part of the commentary team or part of the analysis yeah. team, I think, with RT, have really seemed to have made progress. And we have so many good players now playing in strong clubs in England, you know, and, and Arsenal, um, Man City, um, West Ham. So, you know, they're really getting that experience yeah. that they need. That's brilliant. But we have actually got one woman who has qualified for the World Cup, and that is a woman called Michelle O'Neill, who is from your native... From Wexford, yeah. So from your native I'd, Wexford, I'd, yeah. I know Michelle quite well. She would have refed um, a lot of Women's National yeah. League games, Men's League of Ireland games. Yeah. Um, she was a fourth official at the last World Cup That's in Canada. That's right, it's her um, second one. She got the final that year as well, yeah, actually. Yeah, she's um, amazing. She was actually showing me her, her final medal from that, which is yeah. fantastic. She's, um, I, I wrote an article about her, you'll get it on the Irish Times website. Um, yeah, a fascinating woman. Um, she Herself and Paula Brady are the only two Irish women who have FIFA qualifications. Michelle has as an assistant referee yeah. and that means she does everything in Ireland. She can referee men's, women's games, women's national league games, um, but she does want linesmen. That's what yeah. she wants to do. Yeah. She wants to do the lines person. Um, and then Paula Brady has referees, FIFA referees, and she would do Champions League and stuff yeah. like that as well. So amazing that we have officials at that level and yeah. it's her second time to go and just brilliant to see her there and showing how how it doesn't matter where you're from. Yeah. If you're interested in being an official you can go up the ladder. Michelle will tell you that. I was, I was speaking to her a couple of weeks ago and we were just chatting about obviously me being back playing and um, she's like, I know you're not ready now but when you do hang up the boots, <laughs> come talk to me and we'll get you into refereeing. She's <laughs> recruiting already! <laughs> oh, she has been for a number of years. Um, she's a lifeguard and one of the years I was doing my, my rehab, I was out in the swimming pool and I was chatting to her about refereeing and kind of since then she's been like kind of just dropping little... <laughs> Little hints. Can you imagine refereeing the likes of yourself? Like, was that? <laughs> I would have a problem refereeing myself. <laughs> I'm okay. There's a few others. I'd be quite quiet when it comes to referees. <laughs> well, she told me she was. She would never have thought she was going to be a referee herself. Never. She says that yeah. to me. Yeah. As well. yeah. She um, said she's she the was, most unlikely yeah. referee. Um, and she and she kind of finished playing football just when the women's national league was starting. So she missed that. Yeah, wave. she missed that. Era. She just missed um, it. So but she, it's brilliant to see her performing yeah. at the top level. Yeah, and and there were 300 shortlisted for assistant referee for this World Cup and there's 38 of them got through and she's one of them and she works with a team a French referee and an Italian woman who works with the French referee so there's a team of three and they did the World Under they did the World Under 20 final I think was the one they did yeah, as well 
more, and more they recently. Did, they, they did the, um, the England-China game uh, semi-final in the last World Cup. So, like, she's really, really top-class official. So brilliant to see her there. Um, and, uh, and, and best of luck to her. Rihanna, before we finish up, we should talk. Uh, you're en route to a match. Came <laughs> all the way from Wexford to up to <laughs> us. Um, you've got a game tomorrow. Yes, we have a Women's National League game um, tomorrow in Galway against Galway. Um, so I'll head up there then. You're lying second in the table at the um, moment? So yeah, we're second at the moment. Um, we are five points behind Piemont at the top. Right. So we've Galway this weekend and we play Piemont next weekend. And um, the so top three weeks. at the moment are Piemont in, on the top. You're just two Wexford, points behind. Yeah, and then I think Shelburne, Shelburne are a point or two behind. And then Galway. Then well. and then Galway yeah. Right, OK. And the season is long. Yeah, so we're only kind of in the, the start of the second round of fixtures. So we play each team three times. Yeah. And then you've got the League Cup and the FEI Cup games thrown in as well. And you've made the League Cup final already? Um, so we've made the League Cup final. Um, so we beat Limerick in the semi-final last weekend. Brilliant. And Shelburne came out on top against Piemont in, in the other semi-final. So you're having a great season? Um, well, yeah, we, we, we've started off OK. Um, obviously, we, we're looking to build, um, take each game as it comes. Um, and we're coming up to the mid-season break, so we're looking to get uh, as many points as possible in the next three games. And for people who want to go to games, they're usually on Saturday nights, am I right in thinking um, that? Yeah, so most teams play on Saturdays, yeah, um, Saturday. six, half six, six or seven o'clock. Exactly. Uh, and then I think it's only Kilkenny and Cork play Sundays, Sundays. at two o'clock. Yeah, and um, and there's a there's a break coming up as well, though, in the league. So yeah, um, our last game will be the weekend of the 23rd of June, and we play again then the weekend of the 14th of and July. why is that? Break, is um, so it's usually the mid-season break is usually around the time of the leaving start, but the World Student Games is on ah, this year. So right. there's a lot of girls in college that are heading to Italy yeah, for the, yeah, the World Student Games. Yeah. Okay. Can I quickly right. ask before we leave how how are you finding like the quality of the league? How is it going in terms of progressing? In terms of teams, are there still really weak teams? Are teams kind of like evening out? Um, there's still there's still a gap between obviously P Mount. Wexford yeah. and Shelburne, um, and then the big Galway. Galway on their day, they'll, they'll put it up to anyone. They um, will. They they've been unlucky. <laughs> <from Galway>. yeah, <laughs> they've been unlucky against P Mount. Um, they took a point. Um, they came away with a point against Shelburne. Um, we bet them two one the last time we played them. So they're no easy easy game. And um, you were saying Cork, Cork, Cork have a lot of young. Cork players. have a they lot of young players coming through. A lot of young internationals, yeah. And, yeah. and they are fantastic players. Um, the issue in Cork over the years has been keeping players. Yeah. I'm um, not sure if it's been with the structure of, of of the club, but they've always had some fantastic players, and they're starting to retain them now. So they're only going to improve. Um, I think if Galway can become more consistent, yeah. Um, I do think they they have the players there and, and the setup to. To, to that's good because well. that's so Galway Cork potentially can yeah, be up Yeah, and then you've well. got the Kilkenny's, the, the Limericks, yeah. and, and UCD, well, DLR, they're going through a, a big transition at the yeah, moment. Okay. Um, so they have a, a very young squad. Um, and then okay. I'm always so interested to hear from people who are still playing. Yeah, like because Ruth, you did, Ruth did a podcast with us, I remember, about two years ago, and your argument was the problem is that the top teams are good, but it's trying to get the next ones to come yeah. under them. And, trying and to people get are leaving, of course. Yeah, so people are going and yeah, moving and changing, and how, yeah. do, you, how, do, you, how yeah. do you have that longevity in the league? No, it's right? good to hear, because like, I'll come on things like this and talk about it, but you know best, like you're still in it. Like, yeah. It's okay to watch it, but you'll know from playing in it. And, and Wexford are interesting because he, he, if you don't mind me using the phrase, he hoover up players from the southeast, so you can get players from Limerick, Car or from Kilkenny, Carlow, from yeah, all so that area. We actually only have, there's only a handful of us that are actually from Wexford. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've Kilkenny, Carlow, 
um, Waterford. Yeah. Um, Lauren Kelly has come to us from from Kildare. Darren Fahey's come to us from Kildare. Yeah. And then over the years, we managed to get a route down from Galway. Emma <laughs> Hansberry from Sligo and Clare. But it is important to see. So if there is a club that attracts the talent, and that's where yeah. that base is, and it's building the other ones and making sure they're strong yeah. enough, because it is the more you know that that's the big thing. We should um, probably mention as well fundraising for. Champions League, is, that, is that, how's that going? Oh, so that is a bit of a, a touchy subject. Um, obviously, we, we have to do fundraising in general. Um, each season, each player has to bring in a certain amount of money. So a lot of us have businesses that will sponsor us, which, yeah, is, yeah. which is fine. The same business will sponsor you for a number of years. Um, so that's just really to cover the cost of the National League season. Um, our men's team, Wexford FC, they're not great financially. Um, no. So we wouldn't get any kind of backing or funding yeah. from them. And then you throw in the Champions League on top of that. Um, so Last year we were in Belfast, um, so obviously you take away a lot of costs. Now UEFA do pay for 18 players, and I think it's five staff members, yeah. but you've got more than 18 players. You've got more than, than five people that, that help out. Um, yeah. So we do have to fundraise for that. Um, and this year, no, so we're not hosting it. The FAI haven't put in to host it. Um, Northern Ireland team haven't put in to host it. So You're it is likely where we're going to have to travel. Um, so the club are doing fundraisers at the minute. Um, so they set up a GoFundMe page. I'm not too sure how that's going. That's a bit... I'm not a fan of, of that yeah. sort of fundraising. It's a hard um, way to generate yeah. money, really. Um, so it's... We are looking at other ideas, and I'm sure Tom has has a few things okay. uh, so under well his sleeve. Well, as you've got that as well on top of it. I remember interviewing one of your players before the FA... My cup final last year and she was making that point that the problem for you is if you could just concentrate on playing but you've had to do a lot of fundraising as well. And that's yeah, difficult. and that's, I suppose, every, every team is like that. We're, we're not the only ones that are like that but obviously when the Champions League costs and don't get me wrong, qualifying for the Champions League is, is fantastic. fantastic. I got yeah. to play in my first one last year when yeah, we were in Belfast. Yeah, in obviously Belfast. with injuries, I, I, I've missed a few. Scored against Ajax. Scored against Ajax. Yes, <laughs> the yeah. game kind of went downhill from there. So. <laughs> <laughs> you always have that, you always have that going no, that was, that, that, that was a, a great great feeling and even the celebrations after that goal um, we conceded four after that we went one nil up and conceded four then in the second half it, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. it was a good ten minutes well it's interesting and we're talking about money as well because the prize money for this Women's World Cup is 24 million that's doubled since 2015 wow I actually didn't know I that I didn't know it's that doubled, it's doubled since huge. 2015 but the prize money for the Men's World Cup is yeah, it still doesn't come close. So it's but a little sneeze in the... Yeah. the start somewhere. Yeah, what's the yeah. prize money for the Women's National League? Six grand. Five or six grand. <laughs> How much does it cost to run a club for the season? I'm not even going to tell you. <laughs> yeah, and this is the challenge. And so you have to admire the Americans um, for the stand that they're taking because we can see the Australians, even on, in the last few weeks, have come out and said they're looking for equal pay now for mm, their to be players. To the, the US team, they... If, don't, don't, I think they generate more money than, than they the men's do. Side oh, they do. do. This so is their argument. Like, so yeah. they have ground. Oh, they have huge ground. I mean. uh, but they're all. They, but also because they've been so strong on it. You know, the Danes, the the, the, Nor yeah, the Danes and the Norwegians have followed suit, other and, every, and other suit, yeah. people are following. And it's also actually. Even, I mean, the Danish one is interesting because I think the men's took a cut in something, one of their budgets to give yeah, the money to, to the to women's balance, side. So like, it's, it's really it it has had social change, which is really important as well. Listen, guys, thanks so much. That's been brilliant. Ruth, we really um, look 
forward to listening to you and <laughs> also you. I'm sure you're going to look forward to it. That's brilliant. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm really excited. There's quite a lot of fear, but I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> fear is good. Embrace yes. the fear. Embrace the fear. And obviously, Rihanna, best of luck to you um, in the next uh, the rest of the year as well. Thank and you. we'll be watching. We'll have a special eye. And I'm going to follow Megan uh, um, Rapino, whatever she does now. She's going to be, I'm going to be, when she's, I'm going to be shouting for her on the TV. Um, just to finish off, um, first of all, you can find all our previous episodes on iTunes or if you go into the Off The Ball podcast section in the offtheball.com and scroll down and find Off The Bench, you'll find all our previous ones there as well. Um, and we have a Twitter account as well, which is at Off The Bench OTB, capital OTB, if you want to send us any messages or any suggestions for future ones. Um, it's going to be World cup Arama for the next four weeks, but there are other things happening in women's sport in Ireland and we know how important it is. And one of them is uh, the Olympic Hockey World Cup qualifiers on in Banbridge from the 8th to the 16th of June. We know what a brilliant time they gave us last summer. So if you can get to um, Banbridge, even for one of those games, you really are showing your support to them in the best possible way. Um, and the Camogie Championship is starting as well on um, the weekend of June the 15th with a cracking game. It's a rematch of Galway and Kilkenny, which was the Division 1 league final this year that Galway won. Um, so that's a great start. And the Football Championship is already up and running um, in the Provincial Series. So loads to watch, loads to see, but it is going to be football. And thanks so much, you two, Rihanna and um, Ruth, for bringing, for bringing context and understanding to it. We'll enjoy it much more now. Thanks, thanks to you. Thank you. Thanks, Mayan. All right, thanks, everybody, and see you next time.